listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Beth Shalom in Santa Fe. Soul Searching is a journey where I engage with an array of thinkers from faith leaders to academics to artists to explore deep questions of meaning, questions that all of us ask at some point in our lives, such as why are we here? What is right and wrong? Is there good and evil? Is truth relative or absolute? Is there life after death? And to help us in our journey this evening, we're very honoured to welcome back to our show Reverend Ben Lazalier, pastor of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, who came to New Mexico in 1972, serving St. Luke's Lutheran Church in Albuquerque and Christ Lutheran Church in Santa Fe, from which he retired after 37 years in 2012. Pastor Ben, welcome back to our show. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. It's lovely to have you back. So, our show explores deep questions of meaning. And perhaps the most core question at all of it is a question you wanted to explore today, which is, why are we here? So, at the risk of asking you to list thousands of years of (laughs) theology from all around the world, what differing answers do you know to this question that resonates to you? Why are we here? Well, to begin with, thinking about this question just off the top of my head, I'm reminded of Descartes' uh, explanation of the meaning of human existence, where he said, cogito ergo sum, I think, therefore I am. And in a sense, that explains the what of existence. But deeper question is why. I grew up on a farm in southeastern Pennsylvania, where as a child and a young person, I got to see all kinds of things being born, all kinds of animals. Uh, And I grew up in a family where not only did my mother embarrass me by showing me my very, very, very tiny baby pictures, um, she also showed them to other people, which was Okay, it's what mothers do, yeah. Yeah, I know. And, uh, but they uh, told the story um, of how I was born and why I was born and why uh, they wanted they wanted me to be born, my parents and my grandparents, and also about my sister. And then they tell, told told me their own stories of their own um, where they were born and where their grandparents were born. And they talked about it in such a way that it was more than just looking at uh, a calf being born, for instance, uh, from a cow. Um, it was it was deeply deeply personal. Um, I also grabbed a couple days ago the, my great grandfather's Baltimore catechism. This is the Irish Catholic side of my family. And the Baltimore catechism was published in 1891 by the church, by the Catholic church. A catechism is a book of questions and answers in order to teach other people, uh, children and adults about uh, religion and faith and theology. And I read through the, the opening paragraphs, which are um, about creation, <clears throat> who created, God created, and what did God create? And the Catechism says God created, in the words of 1891, man, mm-hmm. we would say human, human beings today. 
why? And the answer is given that God created us to love God and to enjoy God and to serve God and to love each other. We say love God, love our neighbor. That comes from the Hebrew scriptures and the Christian scriptures. Then I looked, and the, and the Baltimore Catechism is about uh, maybe three-quarters of an inch wide. Then I looked at the new Catholic Catechism, uh-huh. which is a full three-and-a-half, almost four inches of thousands and thousands of questions and answers, uh, but comes down in the beginning to the same thing. God created us to love God and to serve God and to love our neighbors, and to serve our neighbors. The first story that you shared, the story about your family, Mm -hmm. you never mentioned God. And it sounded like the answer to the question, why are we here, was because of our parents. And I don't mean that facetiously. Because we are here because we connect as a part of a larger story in family. Then by going to the catechism, you're giving this theological, why are we here? And I really appreciate the, the two differing perspectives. Mm-hmm. Does one resonate more with you than the other? Uh, hmm, I'm I, putting you yeah. on the spot here. A yeah, little, I know. A little. <laughs> well, since I'm a Lutheran pastor, the correct answer is always yes and no. Okay. That's a, <laughs> but, that's a general but, uh, clergy But on, on the one hand, yes. Um, uh, because I have, I have such vivid, vivid memories of, of my childhood and those stories that we were told and how I was loved and how I was cared for and how I was taught, that resonates with me on, on one level. And then to, to, to answer the, the far-reaching question of who is behind all of that right. for me is God. And that's another level. But even that, what you just shared mm-hmm. about in the family, to be loved, to be cared for, is receiving. I am here to receive. Whereas what you were sharing from larger theological perspective was to give, that's to right. love God, to enjoy God, to serve God, to love each other. Exactly. Are we here to give, to receive, or both? Both. Both. And it, I guess it's easier for a person to give if they have received as well in terms of love and, and grounding. I, yeah, I've, I, I have known through my whole uh, ordained life, especially I've known so many people who were not loved, mm. who were not loved as children, who were abused, who were forgotten, were abandoned, you know, and for such people, love is a, love is a different uh, definition than, than one I would assume. And it's very difficult for people who haven't been loved to love. It's a relationship that was broken from the start. Right. Yeah. Is this question, this question of why are we here, is this a question that actually tells a lot about us? In the sense of, If you are spending your days struggling to find food and water, 
or to stay alive in the context of a war. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you don't really have time to think or care about questions like this, because there are more immediate things of how do I help people survive. Is this question of why are we here, is this a question that speaks of maybe some progress in humanity that some people can sit and contemplate it? I guess at the core of it is the question, who cares? Right. Right. And and I don't mean that dismissively at all. I understand. Why does it matter why we're here? You know, we have lives to lead. Does it does it matter? Does the fact of asking the question already tell us a lot about ourselves? Yes and yes. <laughs> and I say that because uh, just I just came to this interview from watching uh, the film The Zone of Interest about uh, Auschwitz. Mm. Um, an incredibly um, difficult, deep, very disturbing film, but one that I think is is very very important. In fact, it, it, it's, I know it's nominated for mm-hmm. Academy Awards. I would, I think it's, I think it's at the top, not because of its, uh, just because of, just because of how the film was done, because. The film shows the commandant and his family of the Auschwitz, of the camp, living on one side of a wall in their beautiful house, mm-hmm. with a beautiful garden, and their beautiful friends and so forth, and their children. And on the other side of the wall is the camp, mm. maybe you know, 50 feet away, 40 feet away. And... The film does not show what other Holocaust uh, films have shown, Schindler's List and things like that, uh, the brutality and the horror, but you hear it. You hear it because throughout the film, while the dialogue is going on, while the scenes are taking place in this family who who are very happy to be there and enjoying this life that they have for themselves with ease and comfort, in the background, there are gunshots and there are screams and and there is the smoke um, rising from the chimneys mm-hmm. and there is the uh, smoke from the locomotive that is bringing, you know, hundreds, right. hundreds of thousands of people in. Um, <laughs> and as I watched that film, it became obvious to me that in the film, what what this part of the story is that no one on this side of the wall really cares about who's on the other side of the wall. Right. There is no relationship. There is not only a lie, there is no love, there's no, there's nothing. So tell me where you're going with this in terms of why are we here and how our lives affect this question? We are here Precisely for the opposite reason. Uh, Go on. The other is not the other person, whoever that person is, is, has value simply because she or he or they are taking up space and breathing just as I am. This is what I believe. Mm -hmm. I cannot know who I am or even why I am here without 
another person in a relationship telling me why I'm here and who I am. Ah. So this goes all the way back to Descartes, who you said mm -hmm. before, I think, therefore I am, which right. is a totally selfish, self-centered yes, right. perspective. You're saying that's not where you are because the ex the purpose of existence or I am here to be in relationship, not that I think. Right. Is that right? Yeah, it is. Uh, when I was in seminary, we, um, it was a good Lutheran seminary, of course, and we studied Luther a lot. I took an advanced course uh, where we studied Luther's advanced thinking, if uh, you may say that. At the same time, we read um, a book by uh, uh, George Friedrich uh, Hegel called The Phenomen Phenomenology of the Geist, The Phenomenal Phenomenology of Spirit. And putting those two, Hegel's thinking and Luther's thinking together, and not only what they thought, but what they said and what they wrote, it became obvious that they were both saying that the, that the center of myself is outside of myself. Mm. Professor uh, in Thai, uh, labeled the course X, EX uh, hyphen centric humanity. That I know who I am because both Luther and Hegel, God tells me who I am. Mm. And if I hear that and listen to that, then I know. And then I can be in relationship not only with God, but I can be in relationship with you or anyone else. We have to take a pause for a moment. We have to go outside of ourselves from the show. <laughs> we'll be back after this. You're listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil from Temple Beth Shalom in Santa Fe. My guest this evening, Pastor Ben Lazalier uh, from uh, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and we'll be back in just a few moments. You're listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Beth Shalom in Santa Fe. My guest this evening, Pastor Ben Lazalier uh, from the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Before the break, we were discussing why are we here, and you shared, I think, a really important um, message about the center of myself is outside of myself. I guess another question going outside of the self is... Whenever we ask, why am I here? There has to be the converse of, what if we weren't here? Mm. So let me ask that question of you. What if we weren't here? Well, on the one hand, if we weren't here, we wouldn't know it, right? I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, that's, that's obvious. But deeper than that, and, uh, um, and not in a joking way, if we weren't here, then... The joy of existence, the interaction of community, the knowledge and growth of humanity would simply not exist. It would be a very deafening 
as I as I I see things in pictures in my mm-hmm. head all the mm-hmm. time. It would be a very, very blank screen. See, I find that fascinating because because the Earth teems with life mm-hmm. because there is so much that is so extraordinary outside human experience. And it seems like you're coming from a sort of biblical great chain of being. Well, God, angels, man, woman, maybe, you know, this yeah, this yeah. Uh, ancient scheme, and then the animals and creation. But I don't think that's who you are. No, 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 so, no, no. so why, I mean, yes, there was there are certain things that would be missing. And you're mentioning all the good stuff, of course. Yes, right. And not mentioning all the war no, and pollution right. and, and everything else and genocide right. and so on, right. which... Um, so it sounds like you're saying, I mean, the earth isn't a blank slate. It wasn't a blank slate before we were here. You're right. When I say we, I mean all of existence, everything, Uh, plants, uh, animals, life, trees that communicate underground to each other. So, so when I ask the question, what if we weren't here? Your we is life, is life itself. Mm -hmm. That then flips if I may, yes. the other way to why are we here, which most people and I assumed in the first half, we were talking about human existence, but you're talking about something much larger. Yes. Tell us a little. Well, for example, <clears throat> uh, we have two toy poodles, okay? A father and a son. It's interesting to watch them. The father is 16 and a half years old. He's got arthritis. He's grumpy like me <laughs> he's, uh, he's got cataracts you know all all of that uh his offspring is two years old a little bit older and he's part toy poodle and part havanese we watch them together and they're in relationship with us because mm-hmm. they depend upon us they love us you know when we I mean, if i say something bad in the next second they've forgotten all about it and They've accepted me for who I am, which is a better job than I can do sometimes. We're watching, I, w- I was watching the, the younger, do- the, the child, his name is Zorro. And when we feed him food, he looks at us and he looks at his father. Mm. And then he covers his food with his, no- with his nose with imaginary soil. I've never seen this in any pet that we've had. And he would go all around the dish and take his nose and cover it up. I, I, because I went to Google and I said, what's happening with my dog? Right. And the dog is covering it up with imaginary soil because this is pack behavior right. in the community of the pack. I want, he wants to make sure that no one else sees his food because he can come back and eat it later. Of course, we, we go along with him. We don't, yeah, we don't right, see right. the food. It's yours and so forth. That whole experience, that whole experience of, of us with him and the food and his father is, is more than just me loving my neighbor across the street. Right, right. It, it broadens. It, it, talk, it talks to a we that is cross-community and across I mean. time. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. So... Look, the, I mean, this question, this, this impossible question yes. of, of why are we here, when we answer it, are we answering it on a theoretical level or on a practical level? 
And here's, here's why, what I mean by that. Let's say, you know, as you said, we're here to love God, to enjoy God, to serve God, to love each other, and also to be loved and to be cared for. That's great theory. But as you said, there are people who you know who aren't loved, who aren't cared for. Does that mean that they can't answer the why are we here? Or even more than that, because I'm sure that's not what you're saying, but no. even more than that, people who aren't loving, you know, who, who don't go out, who aren't in relationship with others, people who are in negative relationship with others. When we say, why are we here? Is the proof of the pudding in the eating or in the theory? Do we look at how humanity has progressed, both positive and negative, and say, that's actually why we're here? Or do we look at the sort of guiding texts and principles and say, this is how we're here. We should match our actions to this theory to this philosophy or theology that we may hold how so the question why are we here is it answered on practical level or a theoretical level yeah <clears throat> that's a difficult question i mean really really difficult um because i can answer it both ways we can we any of us can answer it both ways um but i have learned in my lifetime that as I used to tell my congregation, mm -hmm. <laughs> no one has ever been saved from sin, death, or whatever by doctrine. Okay. All right? We save each other by, uh, by relationship, by what's practical. Um, uh, there's a thing in the, well, in Christian scriptures, you cannot say that you love God if you don't love your neighbor. Right. And you can't say that you love your neighbor if you don't love God. That's the theological. Mm -hmm. Practically, when I see my neighbor, where we live now, who's, who is suffering greatly because um, she's going to have to give her pet away and move from Santa Fe to a faraway state mm. in the faraway part of this country, uh, to be with, I think, a relative, the anguish right. that um, uh, my wife and I, because we know her, see and, and, and experience with her, is just heartbreaking. I could, we could, of course, just not talk about it. Right. So for you, that why are we here is is both theoretical and practical, right. but, but it has to be, if it is theory, it's only real if it's made practical. That's right. Right. Yeah. We have only five minutes left to answer the, <laughs> all the questions in the world. But since you, since you mentioned texts, since you mentioned yeah. Christianity, and you've mentioned the Bible, yeah. a book that we share, the book of Ecclesiastes, which is one of my favorite books of the Bible, <laughs> seems to say, challenge my reading if you wish, seems to say that we're here to enjoy the gifts from God to enjoy the present. We're here to partake in the now and to serve God. Is that your reading? You know, that seems to be, it seems to be that the book of Ecclesiastes as a piece of wisdom literature is trying to answer the question, why are we here? Yes, it is. So is that your reading of the book of Ecclesiastes? And if it is or isn't, are you sympathetic to that message, to that answer of why are we here? Yes. Basically, eat, drink, enjoy the moment, live with God. Yeah, yes, the answer is yes. 
Yes. Yes. Because it doesn't, I, I mean, the reason Every, I ask that is because my one challenge, one challenge, mm. one of my major challenges with the book of Ecclesiastes is it's so present centric. Yes. That that leads to, could lead very easily to problematic future. It could. Enjoy the now because it's a gift leads to this nihilistic or could lead to a nihilistic perspective of it's all about me and it's all about us and family or community and who cares about them over there because they've got something else or someone else to take care of them you know i my duty is to enjoy what i've got which in some sense is a jewish perspective yes. you know there's a, a talmudic text that says as you get to heaven however you understand yeah, that right. as you get to he heaven you have to give a, an account for everything that you could have enjoyed but didn't but still, doesn't that eat, drink, be merry, live with God? Doesn't that limit? That, that's why are we here? We're here for the now, and who cares about tomorrow? Well, I don't read it that way. Okay, go on. <laughs> you, got, you got three minutes to okay, challenge that right. reading. Okay, I don't read it that way. I, I read it, uh, if someone asks me, what is your theology? My theology is, it's all gift. Mm-hmm. All gift. Um, we moved into our place nearly two years ago. Things were brand new. Not everything was going right. Wires were missing. Switches weren't working. People were fussing. How difficult is that to believe that a bunch of senior citizens would complain? But anyway, it was going on. And reaching, eh, sometimes a little too much. And I, I said in a group one, one evening, look, there are no tanks rolling mm -hmm. up and down the Paseo de Peralta. There are no dead bodies out on Old Taos Highway. No holes in the ceiling from bombs. I think we just get up every morning and say thank you very much. This is a gift. This is why we're here. <laughs> and let us be thankful and then try to fix, you know, what's going wrong and what needs our help. So I, I appreciate that because that's the receiving that leads to the giving. Right. That's the acknowledging, the, as I would say, when somebody says, is the glass half empty or half full? And I say, thank God I have a glass with something in it. That's right. But then there's still the, uh, it sounds to me like what you're saying is drink and then what? And then, and then you have a responsibility. You have drink a responsibility. And, to be in relationship to help others. Yeah, yeah. there's this uh, letter in the, in the Christian scriptures called James, and in it says, faith is very good, but faith without works is dead. Right. If you don't do anything, it doesn't matter. So the why are we here is to receive and to do. And to do. I so love spending time with you. You know that. <laughs> Me I, too. I, Bye. I, I thank you so much for coming into our show and, and helping us explore this really important core fundamental question. I'm very honored. Thank you. So thank you to Pastor Ben Lazalier, pastor of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in, uh, uh, in America. You've been listening to Soul Searching with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Beth Shalom and from the Interfaith Leadership Alliance of Santa Fe. Until we return again, in two weeks' time, keep searching.